Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders that are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders and teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and doing it predictably and sustainably. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Exvoyant, the one-on-one sales improvement platform that's transforming how high-growth sales leaders use Salesforce around the world. Create one-on-ones your reps will thank you for and use Exvoyant to help your sales managers create unique plans for every rep on your team. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we've got you. Hello and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Today, we are joined by Michael Gallagher, founder and president of the Stevie Awards. Fueled by Michael's leadership, the Stevie Awards have been to business, but the Academy Awards have been to motion picture and film for over 17 years. The Stevie Award competitions receive over 12,000 entries each year from organizations in more than 70 countries worldwide. Honoring organizations of all types and sizes and the people behind them, the Stevies recognize outstanding performances in the workplaces worldwide. Now, one of these competitions is to, is to recognize sales and service organizations. I am super excited to have Michael join us. I want to showcase his work in the Stevie Award organization. Michael's a terrific leader. And Michael, I am so excited to have you join our show today. Welcome to our show, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rob. I'm, I'm very pleased to be here. Um, you know, you, you've been a supporter of the Stevie Awards for a long time and, and uh, in your various roles as a, as a, as a Stevie, multi-Stevie winner and a judge. So I'm great to ca- it's great to catch up with you in this forum. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we, we've been talking for a while on, on getting this happening, and, and I'm glad we've been delayed because the podcast has grown and grown. And as I shared with you, we've had well over 100,000 downloads and been going for over a year. And we help sales leaders take what the market gives and then some. And what I want to talk about today, Michael, is how organizations that do that, take what the market gives and then some, can actually get some really prestigious recognition and use that to fuel additional growth. Sure. Can you introduce us to the Stevie Awards for people that might have only vaguely heard about it? Can you introduce what you're doing at the Stevie Awards? Sure. The Stevie Award, as you mentioned, is it's considered by many people around the world now to be the Oscar for business. We have seven different Stevie Awards competitions, and together, as you said, they attract more than 12,000 nominations from organizations of all types with more than 70 countries. One of the competitions is called the Stevie Awards for Sales and Customer Service, and it recognize, recognizes um, uh, singular achievements, sales teams and organizations, um, customer service organizations and achievements and uh, achievements in business development in a wide variety of categories. As you, as you know, personally, yeah. you've won some, um, there are awards to recognize the achievements of teams, individual sales performers at different levels from uh, senior uh, sales executives uh, down to the uh, account representative level. Um, there are categories for different types of sales achievements in sales operations and in government sales, online sales, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's um, comprehensive, Michael. And one it of the it is comprehensive, be, yes. I want to get people to your website because they'll be blown away how many ways that sales organizations can be recognized. I, I think yes. that's fair to say. 
Well, as as we've as we've we've talked about, um, you know, if you look at all the different functions in, in a large organization, from HR to marketing to PR to customer service, sales organizations uh, traditionally have have typically been at the forefront of recognizing their their top performers. Um, most sales organizations have internal competitions and recognition programs of of one sort or another. So, sales organizations have kind of be been at the forefront of that. But one one of the things that we offer is the opportunity to have those performers and those achievements recognized outside the organization at a, at a national and an international level. As you've seen, because you've been to the, our, our awards programs, we get between seven and 800 customer service and sales executives from all over the world attend our annual event, which is usually towards the end of February in Las Vegas. Um, and it's a great platform to have those people come and be recognized and to get on a stage in front of 800 leaders from around the world um, with several thousand more people watching on a, on a live web broadcast. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, Rob. When I, when I grew up, I used to watch the Oscars on television. And I would see, you know, famous actors and actresses get on stage and get that big eight-pound trophy and yep. their parents and their teachers. And we all dreamed of, you know, having that moment. When we got older, and, and, and that's that's what the Stevie Awards stage offers is that opportunity to have that Oscar moment for, you know, for being a great sales leader or for being a great sales rep or for, you know, have, having a, a great new um, sales compensation strategy. Um, you know, as you said, there are lots of different categories that, that sales organizations can be recognized in, and that, you know, that's the opportunity that we offer. Yeah, I, I don't know the number. You probably can guess better than me, but I'd guess it's 150 to 200 categories of between sales and service. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. There are lots of different categories yeah, to choose yeah. from. And the process works is that, um, you know, we encourage people to go to our website. And for this particular competition, it's steviewards.com, which is S-T-E-V-I-E awards.com slash sales. And there's a form on the homepage where you can request the entry kit. And we actually just opened the uh, the 14th edition of this particular competition for entries two weeks ago. So if your listeners go to, to steviewards.com slash sales, they can fill out the form on the homepage to request the entry kit, and they'll be emailed the entry kit, which outlines all the categories, the submission requirements for the for the particular category. So each entrant, if they choose to, to participate, and there's no obligation for requesting the entry kit, um, it describes the, the, the submission requirements for the categories that they choose to nominate. And those requirements are typically a case study of up to about 650 words describing the nominee's achievements during the eligibility period. So for the 2020 competition, the eligibility period opens in July 1, 2018. So let's say um, one of your listeners is a sales executive and he or she wants to nominate their uh, – the government sales team for their achievements since July 1, 2018. They can write a, a, an essay describing those achievements. Or we actually have a new feature for 2020. In all categories, nominees can now submit a video instead of a written essay. Wow. So, so if uh, if that sales executive has uh, has produced a, a video internally about the achievements of the entire sales organization or some part of it, they can submit that video instead of sitting down and writing that case study. So I want to spend some time on the process and get into it a little bit and, and talk about how they win. And I think this is going to be really, really an interesting conversation for us to have because I, I think that, that 
uh, every sales leader ought to be aware of what you do and, and ought to be uh, trying to run their business in a way that they would be able to articulate their success in a way that would be considered to be a Stevie award, because there's a lot of cool things that that does. Can, can you just share um, a little bit about what kind of companies apply for these things? I mean, I, I can tell you, I, I have a, a young company that's growing pr- relatively fast and uh, we're really proud that we just won a gold Stevie for sales technology partner of the year. Does it need to be a big company or should you be intimidated uh, if you're a young company? No, not at all. Increasingly, we get more and more entries from, from really large companies. For example, IBM has become a, a big participant in all of our awards programs just over the past couple of years. We'd always gotten you know, a handful of entries every now and then from yeah, different they, parts of the organization, but especially in the sales and customer service awards, they're really big participants now. They won but, a ton of gold Stevies in this last Yes, year. they did. They, they yeah. participated in a really big way and they submitted some really good entries and, um, and they've turned out in force with our other awards programs this year as well. But, the sweet spot across all of our competitions, and again, there are seven different ones. You know, we have awards for women in business, an entire program just to recognize women. We have another program just for HR achievements. But across the board in all seven of them, I would say 70% of the entries we get are from mid-sized technology companies. They're from wow. uh, software developers. They're from uh, computer services companies. They're from tech-related service companies. Um and that makes sense if you think about it, because those are organizations that are still building their brands, and a majority of their employees are going to be young people who are still building their personal brands. So for the the opportunity to win an award that the organization itself can use to build its brand and, they, and that the individual winners within the organization can use to build their personal brands – that makes it a really good, you know, that's a really good opportunity. If you look at a, you know, a Fortune 10 company that's, you know, that's, that's globally known, you know, brand building through winning a Stevie Award is going to be less important to them because their, their brand is built, frankly. But most of the, the entries we get from really large, well-known companies tend to be from managers within different units in the company that want to get recognition for their team. Yeah. So it's le- it's less about the brand building for the organization and more about here's a great opportunity. You know, we recognize this team internally. Let's let's let the world know how great they are, and let's nominate them for a Stevie Award. So I think that that's a really good distinction. I'm glad you said that. I I I know that when you see some of these big companies in there, and that's what I think is so cool about what you've done. And I want to talk a little bit about we'll get into how you built this organization because you're an entrepreneur, you're a sales leader, you've built this into a really big deal. I I actually want to echo what you said in your introduction, Michael. Uh, you put on a first class show when you put this on the, the, the Stevie Awards for Sales. I haven't been to your other ones. They are always in Vegas. It's it's a high end production. Uh, when you go and you're there as a finalist, you realize you're at a big event. Um, and then it's cool to rub shoulders with some of the greatest companies in the world. Is how I feel as someone who's been there many times since 2007 was the first time that I won a gold Stevie from you. And um, I think that every sales leader should be thinking about that for the company brand. But I think what you said might even be more important. When I see people have like multiple people at a table or multiple tables what does it do for companies when they start seeing that they are driving things that's award-winning? They, it's got to do things for culture when they're at your event together. Any thoughts or comments what people have shared with you on that? Um, it's, it's funny. I, I, you know, I had, uh, my, my first employee that I hired um, 
uh, last decade, um, when she came to our first couple of uh, awards ceremonies, she said to me one day, do you ever think about the influence that you have on people's lives? Like, I can see these events as life-changing. And yes. I said, you know what? I, I said, I have to admit, I don't really think about it because I'm so forward-looking. In fact, our, our production crew, we have a tradition that after one of our events, our production go, crew, we find a bar in the hotel, we have a drink. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we did an event in, in London last year that was, frankly, it was spectacular. And we sat in the bar in the hotel and, and our stage manager said to me, wow, you know, you've got to be really proud of this. This is, you know, you must be really sort of glowing. And I said, frankly, I'm just thinking about the next one. I'm so forward looking. Wow. Yeah. And I'm such, and I'm such a perfectionist. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that you recognize that our it events shows, Michael, are, it shows. Are, are almost flawless because as I tell my, you know, our production crew and I tell my employees, you have to aim for perf- perfection knowing that you will not achieve it, but you won't come close unless you aim. So, mm. uh, you know, our, you say our, that again. That's a great drop. I, I, that's, that's a really good, I think that applies to everything for sales leader. Will you say that one more time? I, 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 I'm a, re, I'm a realistic perfectionist. And then I realize perfection is not possible, especially, especially when you add more people and more, more moving parts. There's more uh, opportunity for something to go wrong. But if you don't aim for perfection, you won't come close. So you've got to aim for it. So our award ceremonies, they start, they start on time. Um, you know, everything w- runs flawlessly most of the time. You know, we've had a couple of technical hiccups over the years, but for the most part, our, our events are pretty flawless. Yeah, I would agree. I, like I said, I've been to a lot of them, and but I've also seen it grow. I mean, you know, it was it was cool the first time. I was I was a little like, oh my gosh, this is a really cooler thing than I thought it would be. And this last one that we were at, man, you you had so many entries and so many people attending. It was, it was a super cool networking event too. I, I well, saw you know, to, that, to go back to your question, Rob, your, your original question was about, you know, you know, how do people, how do people react to this? And, you know, my observation is, uh, you know, it, it, the sales and customer service event is, is a good example because it seems to be at the event itself, it's more meaningful to the customer service people than to the salespeople because there are fewer opportunities for customer service people to be recognized. As, as I said earlier, you know, my perception is most, especially larger sales organizations, have a history and a culture of, of, of going out of the way to recognize top performers, uh, you know, with internal awards and recognition programs. And that's less so on the customer service front. So the customer service, you know, for people from a call center in North Dakota to come, and, you know, they'll bring the whole call center. You know, they'll bring 50 people. You know, for those people to get on stage, and have an opportunity to be recognized that it's probably the first time they've ever been recognized at all, mm. you know, internally or externally. It's, you know, it's really meaningful to them. And I, and I just see that, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's something unique and it's gratifying to me when people say to me, you know, when people just thank me for doing this, you know, just say, you know, thanks for doing this. You know, we really need this. Um, you know, that, that's really meaningful to me. Yeah. And they do. I'm one of those people that have thanked you multiple times. And, uh, and I appreciate it. And I could tell you, like, if you go to my LinkedIn, you'll see every, I got a bunch of videos of me accepting those awards. You're right. It is. It's a big freaking deal, man. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I, I watch how excited people are and how, how fulfilling it is because the judging process is really cool. I think that's a good thing for us to get into. I've been, um, a judge. I've been a contestant. Uh, one year you, you may or may not remember, I was one of your, uh, one of your, your your chairman for one of the yeah you're one of the chairpersons yes yep and I had to assemble a team of at least thirty judges I remember 
because I had that network. And it was really interesting how much uh, care went into making sure I had really qualified judges and getting them like approved. Can you just share what the judging process is like? I think our listeners, like that's one of the things that makes the award so meaningful, right, Michael? It it is. Uh, In fact, I would say to any of your listeners who uh, are not familiar with the Stevie Awards that, you know, if you want to test the waters before you might consider submitting your own nominations, why not um, apply to be a judge? There's a, there's a judge's application form on the, on the, on each of our program's websites. Um, And, um, you know, most, we don't get many frivolous judge applications. Um, you know, we, we do ask for a, a job title and a, and a work email address. And, you know, if, if someone um, has some experience in some uh, uh, function in business, we can find some categories for them to judge. All the judging is done online over the course of several months. So judges can do it at their convenience anytime, day or night online, because most submissions are submitted online. Yep. Um, and it's a great way to read all these fantastic case studies from organizations of, of all types around the world and how they're achieving success. Um, we do hear from judges all the time is what, you know, I, wow, this is such, such an eye opener seeing what all these other organizations, yes. some of, some of whom I've never even heard of that are doing fantastic things um, that are doing it's, it's a real, it's a fantastic learning experience to be a judge. There's no doubt. I've been that guy. I remember that I was uh, on a on a trip with my family uh, at a judging time, and I remember I got up early so I could you know get through some some entries. But I remember I, I was like struck by so many of them. I was like, these people are so innovative. I I'm blown away by how much innovation goes on in the in the judging. Yes. And so so the first round you have a whole bunch of judges that whittle down the finalists based on these online things, and and they score it, and then you you come up with who the finalists are, right? Well, we we have uh, we have two different ways of of announcing the winners. Um, in the sales and customer service awards and in some of our other awards programs, we announce the finalists four to six weeks before the awards dinner, and all the finalists are going to win something. They're going to win gold, silver, or bronze, but that doesn't get revealed to the awards dinner. In some of our awards programs, especially international ones, we'll pre-announce the results. So we'll we'll pre-announce the gold, silver, and bronze winners four to six weeks before the event. And then before they come to the event, they know exactly what they want. Because, you know, if they're traveling from Japan to, you know, to the United States, they want to know why they're coming. Or, you know, if they're going from Singapore to Japan, they want to know why they're going to travel internationally. But um, in the Sales and Customer Service Awards, yes, we have a two-month judging window. And typically between 200 and 250 people around the world will participate in that process. They'll, um, they rate the entries on a, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the highest score. They're required to provide a, uh, a constructive comment for, on, on each entry they rate. So one of the benefits of being an entrant is you get all these, this commentary from all these, these, uh, you know, in, in, in the case of, uh, sales categories from these sales leaders around the world on your, A, on your achievements, but B, on your entry itself. Yes. Um, so even if you don't win, you have all that, you know, that fabulous commentary from, from, from the judges. And, uh, you know, we, we figure out who the winners are based on the average scores of the judges. So, you know, we just announced the winners in one of our programs, the International Business Awards, uh, earlier this week. Uh, so over the past 10 days, I had been reviewing judges' scores and comments on entries and figuring out who the winners are. Um, I don't actually read the entries. There, there's sometimes I'll read some of them. Someone tells me something's really fantastic, but you know what I what I read are the judges' scores and comments, and we figure out the uh, the winners winners that way. 
Um, so, uh, so, um, the, the entries are rated, uh, on a scale of one to 10, as I said. Um, and basically any entry with a score of 7.25 out of 10 or higher is going to win something. And the percentage of entries in a given year that wins some level of recognition, um, differs usually in, the sales and customer service awards, it's somewhere between 35 and 40% of entries submitted on a given year with some level of recognition. Nice. Okay. Well, that's good. So there's lots of reason for people to do this, if only to get the feedback from the judges. Cause I can tell you again, as a judge, I do take that serious. I know people like are, you know, as a judge, you need to do that. And I think the judges that I've talked to, they try to have some good comments in there. They don't, you know, they, they give feedback and these are people that know sales. So I, I think it's a great opportunity if only for that. So. Right. right. And we, we, we talked a little before we went on air about, uh, about storytelling. And yeah. I was going to go there. So let's it's, it's probably a good time to jump in and talk yeah. about that because, um, you know, I, I, I in my background, I had been a sales and marketing executive for dot coms for, for about, um, eight years before I started the Stevie Awards. Um, yeah, and as someone who's probably a marketer first and a salesperson second, yeah, I, I've, I've come to, 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 to understand the value of storytelling. And one of the things I tell potential entrants in our awards programs is, you know, it's one thing to have achieved something, but you have to be able to explain that achievement to disinterested third parties so they can understand it and appreciate it. Uh, you know, sometimes we'll get um, emails from organizations that didn't win our awards after we announced the winners. And they, want, and they say to me, you know, why didn't we win? We had all these great achievements. We, you know, we did this, we did that. And I'll, and I'll look at their entry and I'll say, but your entry doesn't say that. You know, your entry, you know, you, you know, maybe you mentioned it, but did you don't provide any supporting materials to kind of, kind of sort of back it up. So, you know, storytelling is really important in business. You know, from a sales perspective, you know, what, what, do, what do successful sales people have in common is that they, they tell the story to their prospect of what their success using, using the salesperson's product or service, what difference will it make in their, in their career or in their lives? You have to be able to tell that story so that the prospect can envision it. If they can't envision that, that, that success that's going to be the result of that partnership, you know, you, you can't make a sale. So, you know, so much of success in business and in life is about storytelling. And storytelling is a, is an important component of, you know, preparing nominations for an awards program like the Stevie Awards. It's one thing to achieve some level of success in some aspect of, uh, of your business, but you have to be able to convey that to distancers at third parties, which are what the judges are. So that a that they understand it and they can appreciate the magnitude of the achievement. I think you're dead on. And so there's two things I'd like to stop and talk about here. Uh, this is this is really interesting. I want to dive in and get maybe a little tactical stuff for our sales leaders because we do want to promote the Stevies and we're doing that. But this is a great thing for our sales leaders to be thinking about. Are we running an organization in a way that we could tell a story when it's done? Because it's more than just did you hit a number. So there's a lot of things like how do you build a story? But second of all, our sales leaders, are we helping our reps learn to be great storytellers? I, I think that's a super important thing. We haven't talked about that that much on this on the show. 
Any thoughts about things uh, leaders might be able to do to help their salespeople become very better storytellers for their customers? Well, I think the onus uh, uh, for that is actually on marketing because if, if, if marketing or, or in the case of sales support, if marketing or sales support are charged with developing those stories that can be iterated in a personal way by, by sales representatives and sales teams, um, I think the onus is on them to, 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 you know, to, to initiate those stories so that they can be shared by sales. Um, now, from my perspective, when I, you know, in my sale, in my sales and marketing career, when I was in marketing, you know, it was my job to work with sales to develop the, the materials that they would use to, to tell the story of what our products and services did and, and, the, and the success that they could help prospects achieve. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I've been doing Stevie Awards for 17 years, so the world has changed in those 17 years. But I have to imagine that in most organizations, you know, it still comes from marketing and sales support onto how the story is packaged. Am I wrong? Because, yeah, I'm with you. I, I love that you brought that up, Michael, because you're right. I, I've, again, I, I've, I've participated in your awards a lot of ways. And I can tell you as a judge, when someone just wants to put a bunch of stuff in front of me and wants me to figure out why they should win, but they don't give me a compelling reason why they should be considered for it, it's super hard to vote for them. And I think it's the same thing if you're a rep selling to a customer. A customer shouldn't have to figure out why they should buy from you. We need to make sure that we have this kind of dialogue where where it becomes this compelling reason that I can't not buy from you. Is that that what you're saying? Um. Well, from, from our perspective, it's, it's, it's frustrating when so many nominees don't follow instructions. Um, <laughs> Does yeah. that happen a lot? Uh, uh, it, ha- it happens so much, you know, it, and we say, you know, tell the story of what your nominee has achieved. And, uh, since, you know, in this case, July 1, 2018, uh, in up to 650 words, uh, you know, describe, you know, challenges, um, overcome, uh, you know, the, 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 the relationship of your achievements relative to past performance or the, your, or your industry. Uh, and you wouldn't believe how many nominees just basically describe the company. This is what we do. And we were founded in 2013 and we have a hundred employees and no, no, dude, you, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised. And you, or, you know, that don't write an essay. They just have some bullet points. Um, you know, you know, Woody Allen quipped or somebody quipped that, you know, 80% of success in life is just showing up. You know, part of showing up is just answering the question. Mm. Um, you know, from, from a sales perspective, I would think, you know, every prospect has requirements, right? You know, right. If, if you're going to make a, if you're going to make a proposal to us, this is what we need to hear. And this is what we need to see. You know, 80% of the success of that is just, you know, giving them what they ask for. Um, yeah, in our in our case, in the Stevie Ward case, it's you know, there's a lot of people that just don't just just won't give you what you ask for, and it's and it's frustrating, um, you know, from our perspective because we can see that you know in many of these cases they probably do deserve some recognition for what they've achieved. They just don't add to tell the story. Yeah, I think that there's so much there. There's there's lots of ways you can win. You can win Stevie Awards by telling the story. You can win customer relationships by telling the right story. You can you can do that. I think that is arguably one of the most important skills in the modern sales environment right now. I, I don't think that that's a hard point to argue. So I love that you brought that up. 
Let's uh, let's let's shift a little bit, and I'd love to get like some of the stuff that you've got. And we've touched on this just a moment. We're we're, we're starting to run uh, towards the end of the show, but I, I'd love just why should a team want to be considered for a sales award? We've talked a little bit about this, but let's let's really address it head on. You know, what does it do for companies? What does it do for employees? You talked about brands already, but like, what does it just? It, it, why would our listeners say, "Here's why you should consider applying for a Stevie Award"? Well, we, we have on each of our websites a top 10 reason why organizations should submit, consider submitting nominations. And one, one of the reasons is that just by nominating individual performers or teams within your organizations for a Stevie Award, you're basically saying to them, we think what you've done is so rock star, not just with our organization, that, that it deserves national or international recognition. So just the nomination process itself is valuable. Number two, if you follow the instructions and you do go to the pains of creating these case studies of achievement within your organization that are understandable and appreciable by disinterested third parties, not only do you have really good entries, but then you have really good stories about your achievements that you can use in other ways. They're not just entries for awards competitions. There are stories of achievement that your organization can use in other ways to build your brand or, or to generate industry uh, or national recognition for your, your organization and its achievements. You know, th- those are, those are two of the main things, you know, winning then becomes, you know, the cherry on top of the cake, yeah. um, you know, to be able to bring and, and for each of our awards programs, if you're a winner or a finalist, you do not have to come to our awards dinner to, to win. But you should, go. I'm going to say it. You should. You don't want to miss it. I'm just going well. To- one of the things, and people have always said, you know, this is one of the things I liked about your award shows because, you know, for many award shows, people are pressured to come. And, you know, sort of implied that you don't come, you're not going to win. But in, in our, you know, we we tell people you're going to win what you win, whether you come or not. Yep. And as you know, uh, you know, we we get 700 to 800 people come to our awards dinners, but there's still a lot of winners who don't come, and we announce them as winners and say we'll get them in their awards shortly. Um, but there is a lot of benefit to coming. Um, you know, you're, you're on that star-studded platform for the night. Uh, we'll take all sorts of photographs of you and your team getting your award. You can, we give you those, to- those photographs for free. Uh, we broadcast uh, the presentations on the web. We videotape the presentations, and we give you the videotapes, and you can use the videotapes of your team getting on stage. And we give each winning organization that comes to the stage the opportunity to make a 30-second acceptance speech, and you can say whatever you want during that. And, you know, we give you the video of that. We give you these other tools like winner logos that you can put on your website, email signatures, and and uh, and, uh, and sales uh, support materials. Um, yeah, so there's lots of different reasons. Now, we also hear from organizations that, you know, we have a culture where we don't participate in awards programs, and you know, that's fine. Um, you know, there are lots of organizations that just aren't going to do it, but for a lot of organizations, it's something that they would be open to and that they should investigate. And, uh, you know, we, th- we think there's a lot of benefit to participate. I would echo it. I'm going to tell you it had a big impact in, in my career, winning a few of those and participating in a lot of different levels. It It's done a lot of interesting things that would, everything you said, I would agree with, like it adds fuel to individual brands. It adds fuel to company brands. And I think it's just one of those things that as a sales leader, uh, I would say this, and I'll be interested to get your take, run your organization in a way that you're going to create compelling stories. So, you know, you're doing more than just hitting a number, but you know why you're hitting it. 
go and, and execute against that, uh, be, be that leader that takes what the market gives and then some. And if you can tell that story the right way, there's no reason why you shouldn't uh, go through that process and be considered as a candidate for a Stevie Award. I, I speak to student groups a lot. One of the things I tell them is, um, you know, one of the things I find about organizations of all types is most companies, even the largest companies, most companies are really bad at telling their story. They, what they're good at is telling individual stories. You know, like, you know, they put out a press release about some deal that's signed or a new product that's issued or, you know, or, uh, or something else, you know, a, a, a CSR program that's been initiated. But what they're not really good at is integrating all of that into a narrative that describes what the organization does as a whole and it's achieved over a whole uh, during a given period of time. They're really bad at that. Um, so I, I would encourage your, your, your sales leaders uh, who are listening in um, to, to, to do what they, they can to make sure that their organizations are becoming better at telling that whole, that, that, that holistic story about achievement across the whole organization. Cause most organizations are really bad at that. All right. That's a great way for us to <clears throat> wrap that up. Is there, is there anything else that you'd like us to make sure we, we share about the Stevie awards? Uh, I'm a, such a fan of you, Michael. I'm grateful for what you've done. I think you've done a tremendous work by creating this, this way for sales organizations to be recognized by their peers and, and have individual all the way up through different team accomplishments for sales or service to, to, to be recognized at a, at a national and a world level. Any final things you'd say? Because I, I want to finish with how do they do it? How do they start the process? You mentioned it earlier. I want to make sure that we finish with it so there's no doubt. How do they get more from you, participate in what you're doing? Well, as I said, we, we opened just two weeks ago entries for the 14th Annual Stevie Awards for Sales and Customer Service. The website for that program is stevieawards.com slash sales. I would encourage your listeners to go to that uh, webpage. On the homepage, there's a short form to fill out to get the entry kit. Just fill it out. There's no obligation to participate to get the entry kit. You'll get an email with the entry kit. Just, uh, you know, open it up. It's a PDF. Browse through it. See the types of categories. It lists all the entry requirements for those categories. If you have any questions about categories, how to participate, just email us at help at stevieawards.com. We have one guy who does nothing but answer inquiries from people all over the world about how to participate. Wow. Um, so we'll do that. And um, one of the things I would encourage your listeners to do is um, we do uh, have a tradition of publishing the full text of gold Stevie Award winning entries every year. So the uh, the gold, most of the gold Stevie Award winning entries from this uh, 2019 edition of the Sales Customer Service Awards are published on the website. You'll find them under the awards section of the website. I would encourage you to read them um, to see the types of nominations the judges have responded positively to and, and have uh, given the top recognition to. And uh, they're, they're good models for the types of uh, nominations that you might consider submitting uh, to the Stevie Awards uh, to be recognized. Well, I'm going to just echo uh, what you said, Michael. The, if you're listening to the show, two things. Run your sales team in a way that you can tell a compelling story because that means you're doing a great job as a sales leader. Number two, give your team opportunities to be recognized. I can tell you that at this most recent Stevie Awards, a lot of the people running tech companies or all kinds of companies that you'd be familiar with were there. I'm thinking of my friends at Chorus who took several Stevie Awards out uh, from your award. And I know that those, those employees were super excited to be recognized. It did great things for their culture. Um, do it. Check out the Stevie Awards. Enter the Stevie Awards. 
volunteer to be a judge for the Stevie Awards, support Michael's organization. It is an awesome thing he does for our profession. Michael, you've heard me say it before. I think we're that in sales, it's the world's greatest profession. And having an organization like you that continues to validate when it's done right is something I'm grateful for. So with that, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you I for love, having me. I love your work, man. Keep it up, keep growing, and happy selling to you, man. Thank you. You too. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? And this was a different kind of interview. We usually have really actionable tactics on uh, how to get into high growth mode and stay there. And this is something different. I, I think that it's worth a leader considering how do we run our organization so not only do we achieve our goals, but we do it in a way that we can uh, get recognition for the key people on our team that helped us get there. There's a lot of reasons why being uh, running an organization that's that's worthy of recognition matters. The most important is it just means that you got you did your job right. And for many of you, say oh, awards are are not that big a deal, or I don't do it for the awards, or you know whatever. I want to talk for a second about why you should think about it. Our career, our, our profession, the sales profession, has really advanced fast in the last five years. Um, I just can't believe how it's getting faster and faster. Every part of our, our profession is changing and becoming more and more legitimized. And what people used to think was a profession for people who, you know, had different character flaws maybe, or it was based on manipulation, or someone could get into sales that might not have got a degree. We got people getting sales degrees. We got people emphasizing in sales. We have people that are building amazing technologies to help sales. Uh, we have great authors uh, and thought leaders that are that are doing amazing work helping sales leaders. And we've had many of them on our show. I, I think of Keenan, for example, bringing a book like Gap Selling and I think of some of these other great, you know, great thought leaders from the challenge organization and, and, and every guest we've had on here has been a highly successful leader that shares tactics. We have a profession that's built on abundant mentality because we're trying to build this profession. It's, it's why I like to, I love running this podcast is to introduce these people to each of you. But the Stevie Awards fills a gap. It's, it's a way of being recognized for people that do it right. Uh, our profession is the greatest profession, but it's got to be done in the honorable way instead of the slime ball way. And what I love is the slime balls are getting fleshed out fast. And, the, and what Michael has built gives you as a leader an opportunity to put your team or individual contributors on an international stage. And so I have like kind of three things, three reasons you really ought to think about it. Number one, you heard us talk about it. It helps you write a better story. You know, I want you to ask yourself right now, what kind of story are you writing? How much impact are you creating? You know, as a sales leader, you need to be acutely aware of the story that you're writing because each week of each month of each quarter of each year starts with that famous line for the, the stories. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, you did what? Once upon a time, your team members did what? And the question is, what's the, what's the story? Is it a happily ever after? Are you writing a compelling, happily ever story that is worthy of a sequel? Okay, and and the only way that you're going to know if your story is uh, good enough to warrant a sequel is if you can articulate the story and do this in a compelling way. You know, so it's how do you measure success? Why does it matter? 
You're going to have a hard time bucking the odds as a sales leader if you don't get good at articulating those things because you're going to need that for a lot more than winning awards. It's going to help you have uh, uh, influence inside your organization. And influence is my favorite definition of leadership. And so you need to be able to tell that story in a compelling way. You need to run your organization in a way that that story, that, that success is something that no one can overlook. So that's the first. You'll be more story-oriented. You'll be more impact-oriented. Maybe more important, though, is it will reward and develop the members of your team. Listen, it's a fact that unexpected rewards are one of the top passion factors in business. Not expected rewards. Sometimes they, they're just happy they got the expected reward. It's like, you know, you owe it to me, and, and frankly, we do. The unexpected rewards, those are the things that get people reengaged. Those are the things that get people recommitted. Those are the things that gets that discretionary effort and engagement out of people. I can tell you for a fact that the first time I won a Stevie Award, um, I was so grateful to the company I worked for, Zions, uh, that I, I felt a different level of commitment, and frankly, I wanted to go back and do it again. Uh, my first one was one and, two, uh, and I won one award. Uh, that led to me now I've received 16 Gold Stevie Awards. And, and in large part it was I was wanting to continue to add even more value and write a better story. I think you'll find that the members of your team will find this really compelling. But more than that, when I was at the last Stevie Awards, uh, so many great companies there. You heard uh, Michael talk about IBM and some of these other ones. Well, there was another uh, great uh, company there, Chorus, and I, I got to meet up with my good friend Joe Caprio, who runs sales. He had a lot of people there, and, and they took out several awards that day. And you, you should have heard the cheering going on from their team and the, and the partying going on and the, the sense of pride that it created. And, you know, they, they had individual reps win, and they had teams win, and I was really happy for them what that did. I can tell you we won a Gold Stevie Award, and I was there to receive it, my team was back watching the live stream and the celebration that was going on when we won. It reinvigorates a company. Take advantage of the opportunity to do this. Uh, I can speak from experience that you create engagement and excitement across an organization. Just being selected as a finalist is a massive source of pride. Winning is amazing. It is a huge way to show commitment to your team and an amazing way to build the brand of each member of your team that is, is really showcased. Winning these awards will also open doors for leaders and salespeople alike. The final way, it helps develop our profession. The Stevie Awards organization has created an amazing platform for our profession, and that's why I wanted to showcase it. What Michael's organization has done for sales is something that I want to help build because it really it legitimizes it showcases it really shines light on those that are doing it right and those that are innovating in really cool ways and the more we can innovate and the more we can showcase sales done right that's what i want to do so enter the stevie awards develop the profession reward your people and become a better leader by writing a story that's worth uh, being recognized go to www.stevieawards.com forward slash sales uh, check out the categories and enter, right? It's a fantastic event. Your team will be jazzed. Go to the awards uh, evening. It's it's a really great networking opportunity. You'll, you'll see a lot of great organizations. You'll see a, gr a lot of great sales leaders. And you'll come back to me afterwards and tell me, Rob, that was amazing. Thanks for telling me to do it. Hope to see you there. Hope to get good feedback on this episode. Continue to give us those great uh, reviews. And above all, don't worry. Just execute, because we got you. Don't worry about a thing.
Thanks for joining us for the Sales Leadership Podcast, your weekly pipeline to the most successful thought leaders and rainmakers in sales. Make sure to check out additional episodes at salesleadershippodcast.com. The Sales Leadership Podcast is produced by Brian Jepson and is sponsored by Exvoyant, the modern sales leadership platform for salesforce.com users. You can visit Exvoyant at exvoyant.com.